Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by StreamJoy. Sound better, pay, play better, play better. You can do whatever you want with StreamJoy strings because they come in almost, well, probably like every size imaginable. I mean, they've got. I mean, you can the, literally. Can you order air strings? Air strings. <laughs> do they make a one? I'm actually getting on their website to see uh, I, what the highest and lowest they're doing is. Well, all right. So like, but it's crazy. Like, I mean, you can do any type of strings you want and it, it's like, I mean, it's great for finding your feel. I mean, I, like I was just looking at weird random things. Someone posted Yngwie Malmsteen's rig, all of his straight, all of his guitars. Did you know that they go, that they're eights, hmm. eight to 48. That's a light top, that, heavy bottom. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that I think it might have said forty six to forty eight, like it changes, but yeah, still it's like it's kind of crazy, because um, like tens like, go down to like a forty eight or forty six, yeah. depending on which one you get, huh? Yeah, so it, it was yeah. pretty cool, pretty pretty neat. So and you can you can make your own set. I just did that. I just came up with like the Diaz set, which is like kind of like mom scene with its light top heavy bottom. Did you use the <laughs> uh, the tension calculator thing that they have on their website? Have you played with that yet? <laughs> No, I haven't. So I was the I was only time I play the calculators is if it's eight zero zero eight five. Noise. Um no, so I was playing with it the other day because uh if you use like an open tuning, for example, you can actually sit there and actually still have a balanced tension set. But the reality is like you're cutting, you know, since you're since you're pulling up a couple different strings in an open tuning, they'll feel a little too tight, you know, things yeah. like that. Um so you can you can figure all that stuff out. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I want to start setting a guitar for open tunings. Be a lot of fun. Is it open C is what Ariel Poson uses? I think that's it. I don't know. He uses some crazy stuff. He's got one in B standard, and I think the other one's in C, open C. I don't know. Andrew, tell us. My friend Andrew would know. He's not on here right now. He should be. He should be. We'll get him on. And he was on an episode, but he was really quiet the whole episode. He's one of those people that he doesn't have a lot to say, but whenever he does, it's pretty cool. It's not like me where I just <laughs> say a whole lot of stuff and pray that something is interesting. I'm sorry. So he, yeah. Speaking of something interesting, what's new guys? Why is my name first? Good question. I don't know. That's just the order that it's been in for every other <laughs> week. For <laughs> six months because I keep copying and pasting the same one. Oh, okay. Uh, well, 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 Chris, what's new with you? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, nothing. I <laughs> still have not gotten anything new this week. Boo. Let's see. Scott, what's new with you? Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff in the mail right now, but I don't know if I have anything in hand yet. I did well, get, why don't I did get that big box of string joy that I posted on the uh, on the group? We there. talked about that last week, did we? All right. Yeah. Hi, Kylo. That was loud. That was really loud. <laughs> like he, like, dude. Not my dog this time. 
Yeah. Oh, now he's over here looking at me again. Anyway, um, yeah, I think I'm going to be purging some gear here just because I got two really big ticket things here in the works. So, you got one email that was pretty awesome that I'm excited about for you. Which one? Uh, the gold or the black one? Black one. Yeah, that one's going to be cool too. Oh, did you finally go through with the gold one? Yeah, it should be here Wednesday. Oh my gosh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Um. All right. But I don't know. I mean, so I, I'm glad that one, that one's shipping FedEx, so it should actually be on time. But I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but USPS has just been all sorts of screwy on me lately. USPS got, oh, yeah. they got the uh, the Liverpool there at a pretty decent time. Oh, yeah. I got the Liverpool this week. Yeah. Finally. I haven't plugged it in yet. I cleaned <laughs> it the other day. Um, yeah. So I was actually thinking through that. I'm like, I've got all these pedals. I think I'm going to let go. And some of them I haven't even plugged in yet because they were Sounds from like your something batch. I would do. Yeah. Yeah. So I might just do a live stream where I just like just plow through. Here's everything I'm thinking of selling. It's that it's that I sent you guys a message last night with like a picture of my desk with all those ones on yeah. it. Where I think that's what I'm willing to let go right now. I don't know. You have an all black one that I really want, but I don't. Oh no! Yeah, that one. That's the one where I'm like, okay, so it's my DRV. Uh, I'm debating. Yeah, I really want that one. I don't use it. It's good. I kind of want it. It's a good pedal. It. It's just like How I don't you want for really it? do <laughs> rats. Yes, you don't have okay. money. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Hot damn! <laughs> Gosh! Sorry. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> I might my next paycheck. I paid all my bills this paycheck. <sighs> well, okay. when, when when you have six months of emergency funds built up, then you can start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Ramsey rail my foot up Thanks, your ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when you can start treating your employees better, Dave. Sorry. Um. Anywho, I got I, I flipped the FZ2. <laughs> To one of our patreon supporters yeah you made a nice profit on that yeah i did pretty good you've actually um, probably had the best flips this year between that and you you doing the complete set of the uh, gear supply you've had some really good ones oh, yeah i've had sure. i've had I, I i haven't been doing them often but whenever i do it's notable you know like that i'll say i'm very happy with um i've gotten really good i'm honestly i'm so set in my gear i've got such a wide variety of gear around the house that anything i see if I buy is to replace something that I'll sell or just to flip yep. or like the gear supply was the long game. Cause I, I've really, I don't know. I mean, is it sad that I, I really don't want to have to go buy a new shelf is where I'm at. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, dude, all no my... like, that's, that's seriously what I'm going through where I'm like, oh, I just don't, I'm out of place to soar all this stuff, especially when I, so when I bought the Volante and took the DL4 off my board, yeah, storing the DL4 is kind of what like broke me. Where I'm like, all right, I got too many pedals because that thing's right. so big. Um, and actually, the DL4 is not on my sell list. I feel like you've had such a history with that. You have to keep that pedal. It's so useful for other stuff still. Yeah, I mean, and like I've always like said, it's an industry or it's like an industry an classic cord. for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but. The, the, yeah, the, the DL4 has to stay. I, or I'd but. rather just see somebody I know using it. 
because maybe like, I, could, I've, I've modded it so much and all that stuff too, you know? Well, maybe it could be one of those things whenever you get back with a home church and everything, you know, when you get new guitar players and you let them use it, like that could be the delay that they learn on, you know, because the, the DL4 is a really great delay to learn on. The church I'm joining already owns two Kempers. Oh, I didn't know that we already had this, uh, like lockdown. Yeah. I got to get my addition done. I already know the song. Well, just need to actually record myself playing it. It's not a revelation song, is it? No, I don't know what key that's in. <laughs> actually, uh, was it worship tutorials? Just did a revel revelation song like playthrough thing. How week? how it's in? Uh, was it supposed to be either D Mixolodian or whatever Nickelodeon? No, he, he Nickelodeon? made some he made some joke that he actually played the solo from a Duran Duran song, and it fits. Nice. And I ran. Yeah, I feel like there's a I, lot of great. Okay, solos first off, that... isn't that Flock of Seagulls you just started singing? Oh yeah. I don't know. Duran Duran, Flock of Seagulls, though, all the same. How, you know what's how, one of those bands? Off, how dare you? Um, sorry, uh, I'm not white enough to listen to Duran Duran. Is that how that goes? Yeah. Duran Duran is a white band. I don't care who you are. I've never hung out with like someone of a different color other than Caucasian and then been like, hey guys, you want to listen to some Duran Duran? And another person of a different persuasion says, you know what? I was just thinking the same damn thing. <laughs> it's never happened. I'm not, it's not happened with white people, but we've come pretty close. Okay. Huh. I don't know. Anywho, minute works better than all of them. I got nothing. <laughs> He's like, it's like, I can't even argue with this. Like, cause it's so just who has an opinion on these things. Diaz Diaz has an opinion on these things. I think Rio is a cool song. Her name is Rio and she... Yeah, they all sound the same, though. I mean, it was that era. Like, In Excess fits into that kind of era of that sound. In Excess was oh, kind of yeah. weird because they had such a wide range. Like, think about they have the... Um... Oh. oh. Sorry, they I just got to the... save the date for my friend. His last name's Vol, and their no. hashtag is Valling in Love. Oh, <laughs> damn! That's horrible. Do better, John. It's gross. Yeah, he's falling over himself. <laughs> All right, let's go on to gear. Uh, wait, wait. On. Diaz flipped the FZ two. That's pretty much it. All right, so let's go on to gear news instead of news about people getting married that we don't know. Uh, so Mojo Hand Effects serves up some old school wish and swirl with the mr o phase shifter uh six stage phaser to nail the dreamy 70s tones of like the maestro style phase um i do like the logo that they did with uh, the blue yellow and red for the yeah. mojo hand part yes yeah. i do like the logo it matches the uh kind of the color scheme so Diaz, I'd be curious what you think of the sound on this guy because you're you're the phaser guy in this group of the three of us. Is that what I get? Am I the phaser guy? Phaser guy. guy. You're, you're phaser okay. guy. You're definitely phaser guy. Um, so I'll be honest with you. Like the Maestro phaser, phaser is not a phaser that I've like 
not a phaser tone that I'm usually generally after because it's a little bit more subtle. Um, let's see. That's interesting that you say that because I was actually going to say I really like the tone of this, so that could be why. <laughs> I mean, hey. I, yeah, this is more... Fi this, finding your right I, I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you could set this phaser to stun, I'm sure, but um, yeah, I like it. I like, I like the subtle sound. This is more of the phaser that sound whenever I play in like worship and try to just add a little bit of texture to my tone. So I do like this. I feel like if this is under, if this is at 200 or less, it's going to be like set 150 50. That's a fantastic price. You know what? Go John Cusack on that one. Um, I like it. I feel like for, I, th I think this is, I feel like there's two types of phaser people and they just don't realize it. There's the uh, like, Mike Enzinger, Incubus, like using phase as like the phase is your sound. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people who like phase as a subtlety and a texture. And this is more like a texture phase. So listen to the demo of this. I get a strong John Frusciante kind of a sound. Yeah. Well, that's also they're doing like the kind of clean strat, strat with the phaser kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah i mean honestly like most people don't realize like a, a good a good phaser like this is almost kind of like rocking uh the tone a little bit like just rock i mean and it just kind of kind of like a subtle wah in a sense very very like back of the sound so like wah going up and down but yeah this is i like it I think for 150 bucks, this is killer. Yes. I really want one now. I, what do I have to sell <laughs> now? As I was just saying how I don't want to buy anything. Uh, I mean, you're, uh, you're to phasers as I am to probably to overdrive pedals. Yeah, I, I, I go through. I, I collect and, and move through a lot of phasers. I mean, my, my favorite phaser of all time is going to be the boss, uh, the PH2. Um. Because honestly, I feel like they hit it out of the park with that. And then my second is I've got the phaser from uh, Electromotive Sound. And that's absolutely fantastic. But that's also got a whole lot of options. So you can definitely move from one side of the spectrum to the other. But this is definitely on that side that I feel like a lot of people would use more than a PH2. Oh, yeah, for sure. The PH, the PH2 just takes over your sound. Yeah, this and, is closer to where when I had the Lillian, I was dialing it into this kind of a sound. And yeah. I, I wanted to make sure that when I bought the Bubbletron to replace the Lillian, it could get there. Even though I don't, I, I generally leave my <clears throat> Bubbletron on more of a filter setting. I feel like the Bubbletron would probably be able to go very crazy, but also very mild. Yep. Just because, especially like the Bubbletron's kind of... It's a digital battle, so it's part of the reason... Well, and one of the things is that it's really set for like a Frank Zappa thing. And if you ever have a chance to listen to Frank Zappa, don't do it sober. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, and that's another thing too. And that's, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but like John Frusciani is a huge Frank Zappa fan. So that's where he gets a lot of like using uh, his effects sense. and everything like that. Uh, if you ever have a chance to look up uh, John Frusciani doing Inca Roads, which is an absolutely crazy, weird Frank Zappa song. 
So that's a, that's always uh, John Frischiani. If you're not familiar with like live Red Hot Chili Peppers, he has certain like little parts of songs that he does, like uh, "How Deep Is Your Love," uh, "Tiny Dancer," "Inca Roads." He does all these like hit songs or like popular songs and does little bits of them, kind of during his time to showcase, and that's really cool. Look up Frank Zappa, and, and and also if you have a chance, watch John Frischiani talk about Frank Zappa. That's amazing. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> while Diaz is done, kind of geeking out. <laughs> Every once in a while, I know things, and so I have to like show off. <laughs> Sorry, just say his name one more time. John Frischiani. Am yeah. I saying it wrong? I always thought it was Frischante. It probably is. <laughs> but don't. I mean, I got introduced to him. I'll tell you when it was when I really I mean, got into. We were him. all into them before the internet, so like we were like reading the name before we ever yeah, like had right. Well, it was it. it was uh, it was a guitar. There was a guitar world um, magazine, and it had our generation's guitar gods, and it was John Mayer, John Frusciani, and I don't know if it was. Um, was it the guy from Children of Bodom or something Buckethead? like that? Yeah. It was some metal guy, wasn't it? Yeah, Alex Leo. Alex Leo. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. And um, yeah, that was a big a big one. And then I really got into Brad Paisley back on a Guitar World magazine because our guitar player, one or the other, because it said uh, Eddie Van Halen on Cornbread was what it said on the front. Which is very true. Brad Paisley is like Eddie Van Halen on Cornbread. <laughs> So, all right, well, let's, let's move on. So Source Audio launches the Ultrawave multiband processor for space age guitar and bass sounds. Okay. So uh, this thing's a lot. It is. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It? So it's, you... it's, it's a multiband EQ with inline effects. So you can split off your highs, lows, up to 10 frequency <laughs> bands. And on any band put an overdrive or an octave or all there's sorts a, of a crazy things. There's a tube overdrive, a diode overdrive, a fold back, which is a method of distortion used in the world of synthesizers, octave up, negative flip diode, and more. They had me at and more. That's good. That's good list reading and ideas. Good job. <laughs> There's your bingo. Sorry. No, You're sorry. welcome. It's, it's not a list. It's presented as a sentence. <laughs> But it's still a list. What? You know what? <laughs> I didn't hear you reading any lists. No, I was describing I... it, and you interrupted me. So there, I was I was adding to the the fucking conversation because like it was relevant to exactly what you were saying. I was just trying to give you a break to put out whatever's on fire over there, Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's my incense. Uh -huh. my incense. Because I have my Keely. Actually, I need a new. <laughs> I don't. I no longer have my Keely pepper grinder. Oh. It didn't make it didn't oh. make the move. Dear Robert Keeley, <laughs> if you love me, <laughs> please bring it back. So yeah, okay. Going back to the ultra wave. Here's the thing. It's like this four knob thing with a flip switch on the top of it, and with what they're describing there, I'm like, you need the app to edit this thing. Oh, for real. Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe if they do some, like, tone print kind of thing with it, but... I'm sure they will. 
or no, or, no, or, or the, there's the, like the, all these hidden features companies. that you gotta you gotta dial into it and you gotta tweak and blah 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 blah. But like on the face, you're not adjusting that stuff unless you get the app. Right. But yeah, it's got, a, it's got a mini USB port on the back of it. You can really get in there and start tweaking stuff using their apps. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm tweaking just thinking about. Oh, this you can thing. actually change what the knobs do. External hmm. expression, MIDI capable with presets, USB <sighs> ports. How much is this? I'm intrigued. 44 different distortion types, 37 different octave band splitting options. There's a compander in there. Stereo okay, really in quick. and out. Oh. Oh, dang it, never mind. So how much are we looking at at this thing? That's got to be at least a $200 pedal. At least. Probably $250. Um, stereo and MIDI control. I'm starting to think you're in the threes, buddy. No, no, two fifty, man. So, all right, two seventy nine ninety nine. Is this the same series as like the True Spring and stuff like that? Yeah, probably. I think so. Like the LA Lady and all two fifty. Yeah, I told you, motherfucker. What? So, two fifty is pretty affordable for whatever what's all in this. I feel like. Uh, this is definitely this. Okay. So I'm excited because you know how I've been like complaining about no one's coming out with new stuff or no, 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 Yeah. This is it. Good job. Yeah, this is the, new stuff. This well, is the new stuff. Well, like, this is literally like, just throwing everything in a box together. Yeah, I know. It's great. At 250. I, so that's the other fun part is like, if this, this, this feature level starts pushing down the cost of MIDI pedals into the 250s from the the three to 400 to 500 when is midi 2 gonna happen it's been published when MIDI are, 2. When and you're starting to see more people adopt the uh the smaller uh eighth inch plug for midi okay. now oh that's cool sorry i was just random i knew scott would know the answer to that <laughs> yeah right. like this one has the this one has an eighth inch input for control so. all right well let's move on to the gretch vintage select 89 jet these are um, pretty i don't this this is chris's bag yeah it really is hmm. i actually had a lower end model of the orange sparkle i like that orange. yeah, here, okay, yeah. here's my here I, well, gretch is literally putting out the same thing like they've done this before oh yeah um yeah i don't know anything that they've done new other than like maybe yeah, i remember when they came streamliner out... series out a few years ago like getting into that lower squire price range well they had the historic series which was not historically accurate at all so that was right. great um i actually like that series because it was not the same old crap uh yeah dear gretch your all of your guitars are based off vintage guitars because they haven't changed so for twenty six hundred dollars, Noki. Yeah, I mean, you're not seeing any specs that stand out to me. This is the. Are you getting this? Or are you getting a Duesenberg? Isn't that kind of what where the decision making is? No, I don't even know. I think so. I feel like the only thing that makes this vintage is the floating saddle. The uh, inlays, maybe too. I mean, they're they're the headline on this is calling out the late great Chris Cornell. Oh, fuck you, Gretch. Like, like, why? Because Filtertrons. I get it, but like, oh my god, they're like Chris Cornell farted in a room with a guitar like this once. Like, 
<clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I think it's bullcrap. I'm tired of people like just capitalizing on a name of a dead guy. Les Paul guitars. I'm looking at you, yeah, Gibson. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Sentence. Huh? Uh, the way they're wording this of like, I thought you were talking about my sentence. Pair of like, TV. No, the the one in this article of like, uh, it's a pair of TV Jones Filterton replicas. I'm like, isn't it the? Wait, what? They're they're. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I'm guessing they're, they're literally brand, using uh, buzzwords. They're just yeah. saying vintage. Well, what's the difference between classic? What, so so first off, TV Jones makes like. 18 filtertron so which one is it right right yeah, there's that too and then it's like okay how different really is the standard gretch tron pickup from a filtertron and, and gretch what is up with your like number system it's stupid i just want to throw that out there too since we're just crapping on gretch all right <laughs> what's the number whatever 2600 that's a I don't, probably g the... something I think they're just calling them the vintage. Oh yeah, G sixty one twenty nine T dash eighty nine VS. So if you okay, know what now they're just hitting. Now they're just now taking they're shots just hitting... at Ibanez. <laughs> Speaking of taking shots at Ibanez, Ibanez unveils the classy <laughs> hardcore expressionist AMH ninety. That was a nice um, alley oop. That wasn't even so... intended. <laughs> Yeah. Are you serious? That wasn't intended? No. Uh, oh, wow. I was literally making fun of, like, why do Japanese guitar companies all seem to have the stupidest naming systems? Well, because they're dumb. No, I'm just kidding. Japanese are probably smarter than us. By a long shot. I, for one, welcome our new Oriental over overlords. Dude, I can't say that. What? Overlords? Nope. Oh, the other one? Yep. Well, what are we supposed to say? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I welcome our <laughs> just overlords. Just... <laughs> oh, Lord. From wherever Ibanez comes from. Complaints anyway. can be sent to legal at theeffectsloop.com. <laughs> you know what? It'd be crazy if someone had a website, theeffectsloop.com. Then, like, we do. You should visit. Oh, we own the rights oh, to this. Yeah, we own the right. Uh, Oh yeah. So if right. you go to theeffectsloop.com. Why, why aren't we plugging that? Where does it send you? I think Chris actually just redid the website, didn't you? Yep. So instead of it taking <laughs> you to our SoundCloud page, it now takes us takes you to a very beautifully done link tree where you can buy merch, find us on your favorite podcasting app, and join our Patreon. I really need to fix yeah. our I should fix our podcasts like texting. To just send you to the effectsloop.com instead of all those extra links. Yeah, there you go. All right. Speaking of, oh wait, we still need to talk about this. Yeah, Hold yeah. On. What's special about this, Diaz? Hold on. Oh my gosh, what is <sighs> my? It sent me to a bad website. Not a bad website, but like. All right, I'm lost. Okay, Please. so Ibanez, so Artcore is their. Affordable line, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're they're affordable yeah. line. Yeah. They go up against like I, I always uh, love the art core. Yeah, they're a great. Yeah, deal. I always like the art core. Uh, I remember whenever I was first buying a guitar, one I was looking at one of the art core semi hollows. Yeah, yeah, buddy, mine in high they, school had one. 
they've you know what honestly the art chords i think have been like the most overlooked bang for your buck guitar i don't think they're overlooked i think it i think people know about it it's just just because everyone's still well just because when you buy an epiphone right you're yeah you're essentially buying the dream of a gibson and a lot of those models right Whereas mm-hmm. when you buy an Epif- or okay. an Ibanez Artcore, you're you're buying without that sort of like aspirational Halo model. So there's just okay, yeah. like it's it's like everyone who buys. If like you buy an Ibanez, BM- you should just it, give up. It's when you buy a BMW One Series, right? It's like, oh yeah, I want an M3, but like I'm getting, I'm getting a 124 or whatever the the entry level model is. Okay, hold on. Let me explain this for all of us. Uh, people who've never even ridden in a bmw before it's like getting mcdonald's knowing that maybe one day you'll be getting five guys that's fair <laughs> but you're eating mcdonald's for now there you go see with now with the ibanez it's like the, see the Burger difference king the difference with this would there's be, no going up i would still drive a bmw one series you wouldn't drive a mcdouble nope <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a smart move <laughs> I uh um, I went to a Bulls game and they scored 100 points. So I had a free uh Big Mac coupon, and it was like the first time I had a Big Mac in like six years. And I went, "This is cardboard." <laughs> and I didn't finish uh, the meal. Wow. Well, looks like I'm gonna get me a Big Mac for dinner. Have some cardboard. All right, how much are these? I can't find a price anywhere. I'm guessing around 450. Okay, my way off. I don't know. I've been I, their website isn't giving a price, but it's giving lots of other information. Six ninety nine. So, Ooh, no, a little high, buddy. A little well, high. So that's Epiphone Good. Sheraton territory. Yeah, and this has got a lot of interesting mm-hmm. uh, features that I don't think uh, like a lot of Epiphones have. So it's got like a tri sound switch, is what they're calling it, but it's basically the uh, coil tap. It gives you like okay. alternate. It's it's alternate pickup selections, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Does it come well, with a case? Get... Huh? Or I a game bag? So. Performer bridge does not say. And it comes with Super Fifty Eight pickups. Do you... Is that Ibanez's own branding? That might I be Ibanez's so. pickups. So I bet you it's a PAF. Yeah, like voice from them. Super Fifty Eight. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I mean, know. this looks There's... like a great guitar, and you could Bigsby it really quickly because it's a trapeze bridge. Yeah. So, yeah, cool it's, it's just the shape of the Ibanezes that don't do it for me. But yeah, this is a cool feature. So, all right. Speaking of uh, cool features, um, this guitar doesn't have that many. Uh, Gibson announces the les paul deluxe 70s reissue so it's a gibson les paul with mini humbuckers you better not say that's not full of features in the gibson les paul group on facebook it's not chambered body at all yeah that way we can really hurt our backs All, all i gotta say is who in their right mind buys a gold top les paul these days i mean seriously yeah only stupid people stupid people Stupid people, especially one that's not a Les Paul standard. Like, what the hell? Like that—that's reserved. Foreshadow. All right. <laughs> I'm guessing that's like four grand. <laughs> um. So they're coming in at 
2900 so like just under where the standard is right because isn't the standard like 3000 i think so i'm guessing okay here's my question yep. who did that on the next thing how did you do that i don't know what you're talking about Diaz. do what the link did you even read is... the link yeah i i know <laughs> i know what the link is and then i got... no there's a joke in that too uh, anyway uh, diaz just got rick rolled <laughs> yeah that was fun i don't even get mad when i get rickrolled i love it right <laughs> never gonna give you up never gonna let you down. that's a and, great and song. our youtube's demonetized for the four people that listen there uh do you think i was good enough to be confused with what was his name rick astley yes yeah, I don't think I'm that good. Sorry. We're no strangers to love. Well, speaking of not that you good. You know the rules, and so do I. All right. <laughs> speaking of not that good, did Boss just release the ultimate tone hack? <laughs> okay, I'm really... So explain to this to us like we're five, Boss. <laughs> it's ultimate... an amp stand. <laughs> wow the boss oh, one is going wait, to wait 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 all... how much is this amp stand i swear <laughs> if it's more than 30 dollars, i'm gonna be really pissed <laughs> i swear it's just it's it's going to be the on stage stands with a boss no price is just yet oh jeez kylo shut the hell up it's an amp stand it is that's all it is I... I stopped, I think, yeah, when I was in high school, I, like, fell into this, like, trap. I think I actually bought an amp stand for my AC-15, like, after using a sustained chair to put it in. And I, was just, I didn't notice any difference, to be perfectly uh, honest with you. Yeah, no, all right. So, 100, I'm 100%. <laughs> uh, you, I, you don't have the pure tone, man, if it's not properly coupled with the floor. Okay, no, no, no. But like, honestly, I'm I'm definitely a big fan of uh, amp stands, uh, mostly because if I'm using an amp nine times out of ten, uh, I'm gonna want to turn it up louder because it's shooting at my feet and directly to the audience. If you're at a not not I won't say non-professional venue, but a like if like the the sound person's not that great or anything like that, and you you want to do a little bit to help. Right. Um, well, I always want to be louder than the monitor mix for me anyway. Like that's just well, and, and this helps with that because yeah. you're going to be getting you directly into your ear, to the uh, face. unless you're using in ears. Yeah, put it put it right to my face. Um, I have a what one of the Fender little kickstands mm -hmm. that you put in behind the amp, and you just kind of lean the amp on it, and through the magic of science, it stands up. My Super okay. Reverb has the arms. The, the kickback I mean, arms that I and, yeah, and, tilted and, against a wall before. So, but but honestly, like this is not. I know this is very sarcastic, where they just release the ultimate tone hack. But this honestly is a tone hack and also um, a volume control hack that not a lot of people use. And it's definitely something that I feel like uh, some people do it just because they see people do it, and then you've got the people who are actually doing it because they realize what it can do. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of the thing, especially if you've got like a real bassy, boomy amp and it's on the ground. Uh, 
I feel like you can be uh, shifting your tone from what's going to the mic. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Like, I think I remember it somewhat helping because our youth room in high school, like the floor of the stage was completely hollow. And if you hit the right bass frequency, it would just Mm -hmm. rattle the entire stage and everything else. And that was attached to that via the wall and floor. And, you know, raising it up helped a little bit. I mean, and this is also, um, I I don't, I feel like this is presented as a joke and I get that, but this is honestly something that uh, is an easy way for boss to keep their foot in on like uh, um, accessories. Parts well, that's, of, that's been the half of what boss has put out over the last two, three years. It's just been accessory look at their, after accessory. Yeah. It's actually funny. Yeah. Fender and boss are doing the same strategy. And well, and boss has gotten to the point where it's kind of cool to play boss in the sense of with the DD with the 500 series. Um, and then kind of the whole retro look back, you know, with the Waza series and all this stuff. I mean, if you see someone walking around wearing a boss t-shirt, you're like, Oh, okay. That guy must like, yeah. Yeah. Of all my guitar shirts, uh, my boss one where it has those three original pedals that they did the reissue of. Yep. Yeah. People will see that one and go, oh, boss pedals. But like, yeah, I, I've got the, was it the V, what's the, or the V2W or something like that? I don't know. The vibrato one that was the Waza. I think so. I've got, I've got that shirt and I wear that um, quite a bit. And a lot of people are like, oh, cool shirt. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, no one has any idea what String Joy is. <laughs> I wear that shirt. Around. Right. If I now, if someone does know who String Joy is, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's cool. It's my new best friend. But um, no, I, I can't get anyone. you discounted string. Stop asking. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I actually don't have friends, so you're gonna have to go. Um, but <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, I I th- I think it's it's really funny as making as like the joke, like oh, this is their big announcement. But I mean, this isn't something that I re- I I get why they would announce it though because this pairs perfectly with where they've been hitting i mean where their market has really hit the stride which is the katanas and you know stuff like that and you had a katana right yeah and it's a fantastic did you ever use the amp stand that was built into the katana yeah actually i did it sucked (laughs) (laughs) it was this little tiny itty bitty kickstand it was horrible barely did anything it, it, I mean, I tried to use it, but I mean, honestly, like that's a thing. Um, when I use my Excelsior, uh, I definitely use the kickstand, the Fender kickstand that I've got because that's a loud amp. And if I'm not, I mean, that's where honestly people don't realize that's where a lot of the big fights of, oh, I turn my up when my amp up when they're not listening is for people who have like an amp on the ground. Like anytime I played with an amp, if I didn't have a kickstand or if I was doing like a, a stack or something like that. I always turned the speaker away from me and did it and usually try to do it where I could like control the sound. And it was definitely not facing the audience. And this is one of those things where you can help out because the biggest fight is, Oh, I can't hear myself. And they're like, well, you need to turn down. Well, I've already turned down all the way. Well, if you kick your amp back a little bit, you will hear how loud you really are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I see this being good for like jazz guys or like if you're in an ensemble or something where you're kind of sitting down, this, yeah, this is really great for bars bar gigs too yeah. like for the people who don't go to the bar gigs that have really nice sound systems i mean 
this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you, and you set it you set it down at your feet and up at your face right. away from the audience. So it's yeah. it's doing the same bounce that like your floor monitors are doing up like hopefully right. if, if you're playing on a good stage, they have absorption up and high off the stage to kind of kill down like drums and stage noise. Well, a lot of stages so. have like a, a backdrop. You could honestly use this facing yourself. Yeah. And it'll hit that that fabric backdrop and help dampen the sound some. I'm guessing eh, that would be correct. Maybe? Eh. Depends on depends on the ah. material and how much air gap you got. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I haven't been to my first acoustical engineer class yet. Okay. Oh yeah. But well <laughs> TSZ intern in the works. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've got a six year plan. <laughs> Six years to be an intern. No, 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 six year plan. You know, seven minute abs. Seven little chipmunks sitting on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers at my uncle's ranch. Seven, seven's the number. No one's going to get abs in six minutes. All right, let's keep moving. Because now we're. uh, So you you guys can hopefully tell the difference between an early recording and a late recording. Uh, this isn't even that late. This is late for me, but no one else. Um, I mean, I'm, Mondays wear me out, so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, we're all tired. All right, so we've got some topics. Um, uh, the, let's see. You know my right. vote. <laughs> Four-hour commentary track on Justice League. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, oh, Chris, did you watch okay. it? I I finished it. Oh my gosh, that was. You know, it's bad when my nine-year-old's going. This makes more sense and i'm like yes it's such yes. it's it's a way better movie but it's also entirely too long um i would you, the good thing about it is there's the different parts yeah so I, I broke it up a bit i did too i i watched it over two days yeah i same. watched about an hour and a half on the first and then the, the two and a half hour in like i mean honestly those last two and a half hours flew by toward until you got towards the end and then it kind of drug on a little bit um but honestly it's been so long since i've watched justice league it was like watching a new movie i do like the backstory expansion on the non-popular characters the ones that haven't had the standalone movies Mm -hmm. really yet um the the flash character for the justice league uh also you've got victor what's his actual like superhero name cyborg cyborg so you got cyborg flash cyborg's character actually made sense instead of just being there right whenever you found out some of the things you found out you're like you're like why didn't he have his own movie because this this was a honestly if like if one of the biggest differences is it expanded and pretty much created a cyborg movie and a flash movie yeah not so much the flash but more cyborg well so here's the thing they i actually feel like they cut down on the flash because yeah. like they cut all the comedy out of the Flash, they definitely made him a yeah. They didn't make him like the goofy kid, and and I think it worked. And then also the whole like they focusing more on his powers really worked. Um yeah, they definitely expanded. Uh, I think I like how they really expanded on how he was afraid of his powers, mm-hmm. like, and that was really cool because you didn't just have a kid who was just running around having fun. Yeah. Now you he really felt you really felt that he you realized he felt the weight of what was happening. Yeah. I will say though, Martian Manhunter wasted in this oh. movie. It what'd you say? I think it was kind of wasted in this movie. Like I don't think they did really much justice with what he was doing. They wasted him if they didn't do a sequel, which I don't I doubt they're yep. doing a Zack Snyder um, sequel. 
more than that, that nightmare sequence stuff still just is kind of disjointed for me. I know they're setting up like a future movie or whatever and like adding the well, Joker. They were trying to. Yeah. So there's still some rough spots in there, you know? Yeah, but But, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You just had to mute. That's how bad the dog barking was. Jeez. So, yeah, if you got four hours. So here's the thing. Like the four hour runtime on that will like steer you off. No, it's like seven chapters. And so if you want to treat it like it's seven movies or like seven episodes to a really long season, you can. So for those of us that haven't seen it, is there a clear way to break it up? Like, will we oh, be able there's, to? I was like, oh, this is a good stopping point. There's literal title cards to each of the chapters. Oh, so there's like okay. intermissions between each segment. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So that that was really cool. The other like at first you're like, wait, it's in four by three. What the hell? Kind of a moment because it's in it's in like normal like old school TV size. Right. But it actually makes a lot of the shots look better because that's what they meant to shoot it at. And so there's a lot of vertical space in those shots that suddenly you're like, oh, that was, that's not just like a weird scene. It's like actually they, they're trying to show stuff. And like even nice. like there's like little side movements and things like that that like affect things. Hmm. So, yeah, recommended. So it's worth seeing. Cool. Yeah. And I, I also say this. It, it was good seeing a good Wonder Woman again because... The Christmas, the one that came out around Christmas, I did not enjoy. When yeah, I remember 18, like mixed, uh, mixed feelings about yeah. that one. Yeah. I like the first Wonder Woman movie. I just didn't like <laughs> this one. I don't think I've seen any DC movies since... Surely not Batman Returns. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't seen any of the Snyderverse? No, I don't think so. It's it's interesting because like when you compare them to Marvel, there's a slow like trying to make them Marvel like the snarky humor being added and all that kind of stuff right. that happened, especially with like the Whedon cut. On their own now, I think they stand a lot better with time than I think we accepted them at first. Because we are comparing them directly to Iron Man and stuff like that, and like they just right. were living up. Right. But now that like they're they're their own like somber kind of more grounded look at stuff actually i, I see I, I i enjoy them especially with the longer cuts like the same thing batman versus superman the extended cut i think made that movie better too well i feel like the biggest issue is is that the dc characters have so much depth and i'm not saying that like marvel characters are shallow but marvel characters are i feel like easier to explain in a short amount of time Mm. I mean, with DC, I, I mean, Marvel's had characters go on forever oh, and yeah. they've reinvented those characters and everything. But if you look at the, most of them are easily explained. I feel like DC spends so much time in on character that there's so much character development that has to kind of be seen. I feel like Marvel's very simple, bad guy versus good guy with some funny. DC is more, you get, invested in these characters now granted you know everyone got real sad when iron man died and all that and spider-man and all that. spoiler uh, what what but whatever you've had enough time but i feel like <sighs> I, you've been locked we've been locked inside so long i've watched the entire series twice over yeah. the last year 
Oh lord. I've watched all but, the Marvel movies twice. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like there's just Marvel movies aren't they're just not as deep as DC movies are in my opinion. Well, what about Captain Marvel? That dove into what it's like to be in the 90s. And yeah. they were blockbusters. Like they went deep. Okay, did you watch have you watched the uh Are you serious? The what? No. <laughs> I'm about to punch you in the face. Um there's a documentary right now on the last blockbuster. It's in Bend, Oregon. Oh yeah. I want to go visit where, there. That's uh, where Sean Arbo was living for a while. Yeah, I wonder if he went to the blockbuster. Probably did. Probably did. All right. Um, Do we actually want to talk about the real topic? Yeah. All right. So there was a lot of backlash on influencers and demo demo peoples, demoers, demoers over the Fender Acoustic Jazz Sonic Master. Um, yeah. So like, I made that a name lot up, of, but I think it fits. I, I it rolled right <laughs> off the tongue. I feel. <laughs> I feel like this is absolutely hilarious and simply because i've i know some of these people and um there was a lot of backlash over six to 60 cycle hum which is actually really funny because out of all the demoers i find them to be some of the most honest about things and also the one that thrives on drama more than any of the other ones oh my gosh if you if you want to like you don't understand i'm pretty sure ryan goes home and touches himself to reading some of these youtube comments <laughs> <laughs> like so fun story ryan never leaves home <laughs> yeah like yeah. i mean it's just it's insane um i we've of we've had the privilege of hanging out with ryan and some and also blake from the tone mob and some other gear personalities and um they're usually very honest and here's the deal if fender called me and wanted to give me guitars i'd suckle at the teat too i don't care <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. you wouldn't hear i mean and that's the whole thing though you you if you watch these demos from beginning to end you will hear them in the nicest way possible explain the things that are wrong with it i mean the whole thing is is if you number one if the company provides you with this product um you want to number one give it a fair shot because there are preconceived notions in the gear world and that's the whole thing too if you're commenting on a video versus making one you are going to follow your pre preconceived notion way before the person demoing um and you seriously don't understand that when people do this you do feel like they're doing something nice for you whether that's giving you their business or giving you something, you know, tangible, you don't want to be a dick, but you also want to be, you know, true to your viewers because they in the end are really what keep you thriving. So you are going to be honest, but you don't have to be a dick doing it. And people don't realize that. They Whatever Diaz, like I keep it real. I mean, they I feel like you, you should totally they, trash they do, it. They don't want you to say. Uh, yet, uh, there, there is a mindset out there that says I have to have a negative opinion about everything so that I'm in control yeah. or I'm superior um, to what's going on. Well, yeah, it's like it's like a it's a very uh, condescending mm -hmm. standpoint, especially on the internet. You have the right to stand by, sit behind a keyboard with your fat ass sitting in a chair, uh, having mics fall on you with your shirt half unbuttoned. You so, know, Diaz, like, Diaz, that's your self view and. 
Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot to turn the camera off. Um, <laughs> but I I mean, it's really easy to be a keyboard warrior, you know? And, yeah. and so it, it, we, we, let, let, let's steer this a little bit. Like, why did this one? Why why is this the one? That that's actually everyone? what I was about to ask. Okay, like, all right. What is the issue with this? Because there, there was a moment of this earlier the last year. Um, if you remember, there was the Walrus release. Was it the Ages? Right. Where everything came out the same mm -hmm. day. It was like one of those coordinated right. releases where like every demoer got it. And I think, right. was it was it Knobs got really upset about it? Someone got super pissy because they're like, like, oh, when we all release it, we've all only got like a hundred views. Like, why don't we stagger it or something like yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was and and I guess they kind of were under the uh they didn't realize that everyone was gonna be releasing it at the same time. I mean, in other businesses, like I, I hate to go to computers because like that's the other thing I kind of follow on YouTube. But when NVIDIA comes out with a new graphics card, there's a there's a there's an embargo. Everyone has it earlier. Everyone's playing with it. And then literally right. one fell swoop. Everyone releases a video on this new graphics card all at the same time. It's just right. accepted. This is part of the deal. Right. Yeah. And you well, go to who you trust in that case. I mean, think about also look at video games stuff like that it's like there's release dates that are announced ahead of time and everything it's almost like, like a marketing team is coordinating all this i mean all right number one like if you're doing paid demo paid videos or review demos or reviews and that's another thing too there's a difference um oh my god if they're doing a demo or if they're doing a review remember that a demo does not require them to explain anything wrong with it all it requires is them for, to explain the functionality of the product yeah, um, and they're done that and like that's a big thing so but you've got all this stuff like it's not like the, the whenever they do these releases the main person that they want it to help is the company releasing the product there it's like they paid you and it's not like they're paying you by views. They're paying. They paid you your rate mm -hmm. to release this video. Well, usually, if and you have a sponsored video or something like that, you don't put your. You actually turn off ads on YouTube. Right. So you're not making money off. You're actually not really making money off views. Yeah. So shut up. Be happy. You get to do it for money. Like people pay you to play guitar. Be happy. I, I just want to point out my response to Ryan's post was pretty spectacular. What did it say? Uh, do I have to, I have to open it now? Um, well, you brought it up. I figured you yeah, had you it, brought it up. There. But I didn't intend to be called. Oh. Hey, does anyone <laughs> know how to uh, do like light switches in the wall, but controlled by Alexa? Yes. Uh, yeah, you buy the ones that can be controlled by Alexa. There's there's, okay. there's two or three different ways to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk you about that after the episode. They're expensive though, and it, oh, it, no, if you're oh, replacing yeah. the light switch, light switch, uh, and yeah. you're renting, you probably can't do it. Uh, yeah, just get smart bulbs. Yep, smart. Yeah, bulbs but there's like or, ten. So I have I have smart sockets where it just plugs into the wall, yeah. and then you plug whatever into that. That's what I do. Well, yeah, the problem is, is some of my lights are LED lights. That shouldn't change anything. No, no, they're right. not like LED bulbs. They're like, like, like actual like recessed LED things. I'll, I'll have to uh, show you. Like you, you have recess lighting i don't know i went to recess like twice i was <laughs> i was always in trouble anyway all right so i I'll found my back. posts and i it's a 
all I can, on the all, on this note, uh, all I have to say is where does Ryan Burke get the nerve to participate in marketing? He could be using the skills he's developed in networking, guitar, videography, and graphic design to cure cancer, but no, he's out here finding the ideal combination of his skills and hard work to promote guitars. How dare he? You bastard. All right. Nailed it. Well, on on that note, just okay. remember that Let me, cycle home stocks. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of um, the show. No, I, I would turn around and also say, of all products to get mad about a mass marketing thing on, the Fender Acoustasonic series is the least, like, it's the most obvious one that they have to run a marketing campaign on. Because yeah. it, it's a weird product that they're betting hard on. And they they need <laughs> oh, to turn nice. public opinion on. Because, like, when they first announced the Teleacoustic, I was at Winter Nam when that came out. And I went, this is trash. I'm moving on. I didn't even pick one up. Because I just yeah, had memories was... of the crappy old ones. I was like, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they... I've seen them send it out to, like, not even reviewers. And, like, just somebody who's like, hey, you make these music videos. Like, start using this for a while and mm -hmm. that's kind of starting to change my opinion on them because this is one of those products where they have such an uphill battle to fight i'm still mm -hmm. shocked fender really took this fight on and they're oh, yeah. they're on their third revision like they're this product sold out they did a good job but yeah they, they definitely did the um we screwed up let's try to fix this like i mean it took them a couple times but they're trying well, I mean, the, the when the Telecaster came out, it was it was sold out for at least a year, mm -hmm. and this was before like like selling out of guitar equipment was the norm, which it, it has been this year. Uh, so, I mean, could you remember when Gibson tried to turn around and, and innovate, and how much we all just went hell no? Mm -hmm. Was that 2014, 2015? Uh... I'm going to say 15. But just how much people fought tooth and nail against that and like the internet forums and everything like that. Even the high performance series, even after they went back to the traditional and high performance split, people were still so anti the high performance stuff. Guys, has it been three years we've been doing this? Not this episode, but like the whole show. I mean, we're at 152 we at today, so that's almost three years worth of episodes. Well, don't forget, we've probably skipped episodes and I think we skipped like two or three. Yeah. Yeah, so we're coming oh, up in three years. Wow. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were right. further along than we are. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Acoustasonic Jazz Master, of course you need marketing to sell this crazy weird thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stupid Fender. Especially with All the right. biggest <laughs> guitar company there is. That's true. All right. Well, this episode, once again, was brought to you by Stringjoy. Go to stringjoy.com, buy some stuff. Tell them that the effects loop sent you because we like them and hopefully they like us back. Check yes or no. All right. Uh, and maybe? thanks for joining us. You maybe possibly. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the effect. You know what? Just go to the effects loop.com. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. Like you can follow our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube. You can email us. Does it have the link Patreon? for the group? Yep. Well, shoot. What do we? <laughs> I'm going to have to get used to this no, new ending. You, you need to read the list still. <sighs> is it just the effects right. loop or is it effects loop? I'm double checking real quick. <laughs> I hope it's the effects loop.com because we're not just called effects loop. 
We are the effects loop. Yes, the effects loop.com. All right, but so, you can go on there and join our Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram. You can find our YouTube, hopefully. Uh, yep. Email us at the effects loop at gmail.com. You can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash effects loop. So you don't have to go to that other website. You can just go there and start giving us money. That would be great. So for the effects loop, I am Diaz. I am Chris. I am Scott. <laughs> and I am done with this episode. See you guys. Peace. Bye. Three thirty on the dot for you, Chris. Yep, uh, I was gonna say I gotta hop off so I can get the dog taken care of, so I can leave. So don't don't harm, harm don't harm the dog, Chris. <laughs> what did the dog ever do to you? I'm gonna get him taken care of. <laughs> get him taken care of. Kyle was the one talking to you on this episode. I probably shouldn't say that while everything's recording in the house. Negativity always drawing out picture every visualized love Energized lies together together We undefeated A plan to make well there's no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains happy Never after the world should be one Hate annihilated Every heart is one love again So don't